0: so
1: Light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Chris indeed let his light shine bright, touching countless lives through his ministry. Uh, Christ is not just a pastor. son, A caring brother and a doting grandfather. Uh, Chris is survived by his mother, Bobby Rigby, Rigby, his wife Pam Rigby, his son Will, his daughter Kaylee, and her husband Bowen. His sister Michelle and her her, her husband uh, Jerry. Uh, and he's also survived by his great his granddaughters granddaughter Matthew, Ben and his grandson. celebrate Brother Chris, a I man who lived his faith as a beacon of God's love and compassion. Uh, there's a verse that, uh, since I heard the news, has just been in my, in my heart over and over again. It's in Psalms 34, and it says that, that God is near the broken heart. God is, God will save together. Uh, remember that? Right. Father God, we come to you this morning and we are devastated Lord, we're brokenhearted. Uh, we're mourning. We're missing our, our friend, our husband, our, our son, our brother, our dad, our granddad, and our friend. Father, we just, uh, we just pray for your compassion to be able the family today and in the days to come uh, as well as with our church. Uh, Lord, you touch touched so many
2: taught me, and many of my students and athletes have heard me say that the only two things you can control in life are your attitude and your effort. He taught me the value of a good friend, and I see so many of his here today. He taught me the importance of love and compassion, and to follow Jesus' example of loving others unconditionally and helping those in need. He taught me the virtue of humility, emphasizing that it's important to serve others rather than to seek personal glory. He taught me the the power of prayer and seek God's guidance. He taught me the power of forgiveness and the need to let go of grudges and resentments. He taught me how to face challenges and trials of life and the importance of leaning on faith and trusting in God during difficult times. He taught me to be responsible for my actions and choices to fulfill commitments. He taught me to have an unwavering hope and trust in God, even in the face of adversity and uncertainty. He taught me the importance of making our time in this imperfect world count. My favorite verse, James 4.14 says, You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while, soul into something valuable, something bigger than myself. He taught me this through his love for the church. The church is my father's life work. People have told me so many times for the past few days that my father was proud of me. I am proud of my dad. Look at all that God accomplished with his life. I believe it is impossible fully comprehend God's love for us, and maybe the closest example of God's love that I will ever see in this life is the love that shines here at First Baptist Alamo. My father's legacy is not only the church he helped build or the sermons he preached, but also the lives he touched and the hearts he transformed. He leaves behind a, congregate, a congregation strengthened in their faith and a family So celebrate a life well lived. Remember the lessons he taught us, the love he shared, and the faith he instilled in our hearts. He may no longer be with us in person, but his spirit lives on in countless, in the countless
0: lives that he touched.
3: For the flower, but Chris wouldn't have worn one, so I don't want either today. You know, I've stood in this pulpit many times through the years, and uh, all right. So we're going to have a little liberty, all right? We're going to have a little fun. I've stood here in this pulpit a lot, and uh, had to listen to Chris Rigby pick on me before I preached or even when I visited. I would like to hear him say one more time, Sharon, that he was the first boy to ever kiss you before me, even though he was a child. Uh, I never liked being called the Pope, but he always did that too. There were times when I stood in this pulpit to preach when Chris was not here and in lots of ways, it was easier. But I can tell you today, I'd rather really be here. And I want us to, uh, I want us to reflect on those memories, and I want us to leave here challenged to move forward. and And it's an appropriate thing to be here doing this time, worship time, on Sunday morning. The book of Ecclesiastes says that it is better to go to the house of mourning than to a house of feast. And for those of us who know the Lord, to gather together. And so, folks, this is an appropriate time. And we're gathered here today in the process of all kinds of grief and confusion and pain. And and we're not here to say goodbye because we know exactly where Chris is. And for those of us who know him, we'll see him again. This is not a closure. It's just see you later. And it's times like these that we find it very important not to be alone in our grief. And we can feel for each other and we lean on each other. We pray for each other. It, it, it's okay for us to do that. And, and we need to make sure that today, as Will has very appropriately said, we remember a legacy. We remember all that God has done through Chris and Pam while here as your pastor and pastor's wife. We need to remember all those things and find strength in the love of God and, and to share those things and to honor a memory and to give love and compassion and, as Will said, also forgiveness and move forward. We pray for healing and understanding and strength from each other. And ask that the Lord give us those things, and we know that He will. And folks, to to remember that today, just like every other day, Chris Rigby, the special child of God, and has meant so much to so many people. And I, I want to thank you for being here. I wasn't able to be here Tuesday night, but I know this place was full Wednesday night. I know last night many of you were here, and, and for you to be here today and to to say to this family how much you love them and how much you care for them. And it means a lot to them. And this is a difficult time regardless. Death is a difficult time, folks. Period. None of us are ever uh, uh, happy about those situations. But because this is a time for us to remember the life that God gave Chris, it's a time to share memories. It's a time to look at all of those things that are there. But it's also a time for you and I to ponder on our mortality, to ponder on our life and and where we're headed and what we're doing, and to even ask a couple of specific questions: Are we ready? Are we prepared for death? And at some point in time, have we answered the question: Do we know where we will spend eternity? Where we will go when we leave this world? This book tells us that we will either go to heaven. Or we'll go to hell. And if Chris Rigby were here today, he would tell you, I want you to be prepared. I want you to know Jesus as your Savior. Folks, we need to look at those questions and answer those questions for ourselves. See, when it comes right down to it, a, a funeral service is more for those who are living, not for those who have gone. Because regardless of the situations, Tuesday afternoon, Chris Rigby stood in the presence of his Savior and is now worshiping at the throne of Jesus. This is for you and for me. We're the ones who yet to experience that and to know that fullness. As I thought about Scripture, I, I looked at, at several things. I looked at all types of, of passages and Finally settled on John chapter 11, verses 17 through 44. Now, I'm not going to read all that passage for time's sake, but this is the story of Lazarus. This is the story of Jesus coming back to his friend. And we're never told in the Bible where Jesus performed a funeral because wherever Jesus showed up, the person in the grave came forward and the funeral was over. He never... Was that a place where he made any profound statements or, or did anything, but he was there for a close friend? His name was Lazarus. The moment Jesus showed up, his two sisters in southern dialect, Mary and Martha, came running out to him in separate times and saying to him, if you had just been here, if you had just been here, my My brother, Lazarus, would have been healed, and he'd still be with us. And I want us just to to reflect and think, folks, that sometimes if we're not careful at funerals, and if we're not really careful, we'll blame somebody for something. And many times we blame God. If God had just done this, if God had just done that, Well, let me me share just a little short piece of theology with you. It's called free will. If God showed up and changed every situation, he would change his entire character. Because God desires for you and for me to love him and put our faith and our trust in him and to depend on him and to lean on him and to trust that he has the best plan for us. And if we don't follow through with that, we can't blame him. And that's true for all of us, folks. We have to follow his plan and follow his will. And and these sisters said, wow, why weren't you here? And, And I don't think God was upset. I don't think Jesus was upset. He didn't. We don't see a record where he scolded the sisters for asking, why did this happen? He's a big boy. He can take our emotions. He can handle everything that we have. I think it's better for us, instead of saying why, I think if we really want to continue a legacy of Chris Rigby, if we want to continue a, a faith in the Lord Jesus, that we ask what? God, what is it you want me to do now? What is it you want me to learn? What What is it you want me to say to someone? Let, let, me, let me share this with you, just, just and I'm going to share a verse in a little while to, to, to really secure this, but just... A few days ago, Will, I got a chance to speak to the baseball team at Jackson State Community College, kind of their chaplain. And I didn't give them a rah rah motivational speech where they'd go out revving up each other and go play the team they were playing, which, by the way, they did beat them 21 to 3, so it was okay. But I shared the gospel with those young men. Some of those guys don't know Jesus as their Savior. And I shared with them. I didn't go into great detail, but I shared with them. Life is short. We never know when it's going to take place. But guys, I said to them, you need to know Jesus as your Savior. We need to know what we're going to do, where we're going to do it. How, God, how do you want us to make it through this? How do you want us to live through this? And, and how do you want us to do great things for you and for your honor and for your glory? Folks, the the truth of the matter is, there's going to come come a time, the Scripture tells us in the book of Hebrews, it's appointed unto man once to die. All of us, all of us will have a day like this. But what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? How are we going to live? What are we going to do for the Lord Jesus? Jesus showed up that day at, at the funeral of Lazarus. Didn't make any powerful observations, but the shortest verse in the Bible says, He wept. Jesus wept. I believe with all of my heart, Tuesday afternoon, Jesus wept. Because one whom He had saved and matured and discipled and called to serve Him in the ministry. Maybe not totally all the plans that God had directed, but Jesus wept. His heart was broken. Folks, I I believe Jesus looked at Chris Rigby and maybe with some, we don't know, maybe there was some look of, of whatever on his face that Chris understood that Jesus maybe was not completely excited but I believe with all of my heart, Tuesday afternoon, Jesus wept and he looked at Chris and said, well done, that good and faithful servant. Who cannot allow one sin to destroy a legacy? If he did, none of us would have a legacy. There's sin full so concerned about Lazarus that it says in this passage that that those standing close by said, oh, how much he must have loved me. And he did. God cried. It's okay if we cry. God wept. It's okay if we wept. He, He felt pain. It's okay if we feel pain. God knows what it's like to feel hurt because if you'll remember, folks, for you and for me, God lost a family member one time, too. His name was Jesus. He gave his life for you and for me. That if we would believe in him, the scripture says that John three sixteen that he, he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Chris believed that. Chris taught it. Chris preached it. God feels those things too and knows those things. And and you and I have reflected and many of you have talked about Chris leading you to the Lord, either standing in this pulpit and preaching and you coming for an invitation or in private or in vacation Bible school. I know, I, I, I won't call names, but some of you have you know, you, you, you get attached and you begin to think about the future. Well, who's going to marry me now? Who's going to do this? i, I kind of find, you know, sometimes that Chris would do my funeral or whatever some of you have said. All of those things are there, and those are a part of memories, and those are a part of you loving on a man who loved you. I was asked many years ago uh, as the director of missions by a man, a good man who I love here in this church. Does does Brother Chris come to many associational things, meetings and stuff? I said no, and I wish I didn't have to go to all of them either. But I knew that all I had to do was call, and Chris would say, hey, what do you need, buddy? What's it going to take? How much money? And and, and you, Ron, and Chris would be there to take care of was never a time when I didn't need something that Chris wasn't there to help. I remember being in Hazel, Kentucky one day. Sharon and I had gone antique hunting. Phone rang and it was Chris. And Chris didn't call a lot, he would text or he'd do whatever. So I thought, well, it's Chris Rigby. If he's calling, there must be something up. So I stepped out on the sidewalk and Hazel gave me a relief from that one antique store we were in. I said, Chris, what's going on? And he said, are you mad at us in Crockett County? I said, not that I know of. Why? He said, well, there's a rumor going around that you want to do away with the Crockett Baptist Association. And you want to do... I said, Chris, thank you for saving me from an antique store, but let's talk about some. How's the Cardinals doing? Because that was the fathers from the the thought. Chris was there and, and I have those memories of him and I will think about him and we'll relish those thoughts. And you know, we, we didn't go to lunch every week or we didn't but Chris and I had this understanding, you know, we Terry Patterson, who's pastor at South Fort, knowing about today, wrote wrote a little poem. Terry writes poems and things and so he wrote a poem. I want to read this to you. It's it's in honor of Chris, He's called the pastor. Called to be a leader, he answers the best he can, but others sometimes forget that he is still a man. He loves his own family, he loves his church family too. He is watched and judged by the world and all he may say or do. He tries to lead in word and deed, to preach the word and sow good seed, to make a difference in his place. Relying on his Father's grace. But he still struggles, as all men do, with trials, temptations, health issues too. The weight of it all presses in as he struggles with his own sin. In the end, he knows God's peace because these earthly trials cease. He is wrapped in the Father's embrace, saved, secure. Chris was very aware of all those things. He was aware of also what Jesus said there with Lazarus when he said, I am the resurrection, I'm the way, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And see, the importance of this is that one week later after Lazarus, Jesus, God's son, gave his life. died on the cross, arose from the grave, you say, well, brother, you've kind of alluded to it. I want to allude to it several times because if we're going to honor a legacy, I want to honor a legacy of Chris Rigby that would tell you you need to know Jesus. We often think that this is the land of the living. The reality, this is the land of the dying. Chris is at the land of the living. And regardless of what you may feel or think, Tuesday afternoon, Chris Rigby began to live more than he had ever lived before. With Jesus. Chris is alive and doing well with the Lord Jesus. And he's, a, he's in a place where Revelation tells us that God himself will be with us and be our God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making all things. Jesus said He was the resurrection and the life. Do you believe that this morning, folks? Do you believe it? that's a time for you to reply. We are in church, okay? We're not just at a funeral. Do you believe it? Amen. Amen. Chris did. And because of his faith in Jesus as Savior, he's experiencing that today and the rewards of his faith. Folks, I want to close with one other passage of Scripture. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, Paul said, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. We misunderstand that verse sometimes because we want to define the word good. Reality is what Paul was telling us here in this passage, that if we have faith, everything that happens, good or bad, is a part of God's plan. And ultimately, it results in something good. We're to trust God's providence and His ultimate purpose for our life. One of those purposes is that Every one of us would come to know Jesus as our Savior. And then from there to live a life that exemplifies Jesus and, and brings others to Him. We can't, we can't celebrate that life of Chris. And, 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 and I say, Pam, Pam was right here for 22 years too. Okay? Husband and wife, ministering and, and working and strengthening and doing those things. If we're going to celebrate this life, we have to celebrate the life that Chris and Pam and, and I, I know we've, we've mentioned all the family, but I'm going to look at this guy right back here too. But thank you, Brian Jordan, for being a vital part of the ministry of Chris Rigby. A caregiver, a server, a worker. If we're going to do all of those things and celebrate all of this life, we have to celebrate the fact that it all comes to Everything we do is to point people to Jesus. And if you leave here today and are not involved in pointing people to Jesus, then we may have not done a good job. Chris, would have you, First Baptist, leave here and take on Crockett County with all of, the, your, with all of your strength and might. See that they faithfully know Jesus as their Savior. Ma'am, Haley, Will, Miss Rigby, Jim, as is already said, evidenced by the attendance here today, you are very loved. You are very loved. Don't just think that everyone came. I want us to close. I want to pray a passage of Scripture over us, also from Paul in Second uh, Corinthians, chapter one, verses three through seven. I want us to pray this Scripture blessing, and hope that we will trust in Him enough to understand this. And if you categorize it, it says God of all comfort. I want us to pray, and I'm going to use the Scripture in the prayer. If you'll just pray with me. Still without a lot of understanding, but we don't have to understand because you know. God, we trust you. We trust the fact that you understand our pain and the things that we're going through. You know those things and you were well prepared for them. God, we pray that you would strengthen us. And as Paul said here, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in your sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. God, we ask that you would comfort this family, comfort this church, comfort us all, God. Of honoring and glorifying you. God, help us in any way that we need to find the strength to be aware that tonight we would be more in love with you than we were this morning. In Jesus' name.
0: I you Thank you.